Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose. Are you not saying it? He ascended into heaven, and he seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So last week we talked about the session. And I, I didn't finish. Jesus is in session. I didn't finish. Did I finish? Where did I get to? So according to Psalm 110 verse 1, he said, the Lord said to my, the Lord said to my Lord, this one, Yahweh, the capital, that's Yahweh. Later you see capital is talking about Yahweh, Jehovah. That's what they translate. So some Bibles will have it, Jehovah. Yahweh said to Adonai, this is a ruling personality, human being who is a ruler. Now this is David. He said, the Lord said to my Lord. Why would David call? Because when you talk about David, in, among the Jews, David is the ultimate of government. So every throne, your throne is not legitimate until it's traceable to David. So David is the Lord. When you talk about the real Lord, David is the Lord. And he said this. So how come David is calling somebody Lord? This one must be serious Lord. So then if the Messiah is the son of David, how can he be his Lord? Because if this is talking about the Messiah, then he can't be a son of David. But the Lord there is talking about the Lord of David. There's somebody who is higher than David. So Jesus said in John chapter 8, before Abraham, I am. Say, so your father Abraham desired to see my days. And he saw it and was glad. <laughs> Abraham, they said, you see, we, we told you you have demons. They, they said, we, we told you you are demon possessed. They said Jesus was demon possessed. If it was online today, they would have put you on Facebook, social media, everywhere, that demon, Jesus is demon possessed because of his statements. Jesus is demon possessed. They would have said it, social media. Those of you who follow everything on social media. That you said, now we know you have a demon. Jesus. <laughs> he said, now we have confirmed. It's confirmed. Yeah. He's tested positive. They said, you have tested positive. Demon possession. <laughs> now we know you have a demon. Because Abraham is dead. And the, pro- uh, and the prophet. And you said, if anyone keeps your word, he's not, he will not die. Are you greater than our father Abraham? And he said, no, Abraham desired to see my days. Yeah. Greater than our father Abraham. Said, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my days. And he saw it and was glad. He said, look, you are not even yet 50. You are a young man. You are under 50. You are not even yet 50 years old. That means that if you are not 50 years old, you are a child. You are small. <laughs> you are not yet 50. You are saying, you have seen Abraham. He said, before Abraham. So, Jesus was before Abraham, even though a seed of Abraham. 
He was before um, David. So David quoted that scripture. Uh, David said that scripture. He didn't quote He said it. That the Lord, he said by the Spirit, the Lord said to my Lord, sit down at where? Where? That's the, David spoke about the session of someone who is senior to him. Can you imagine John the Baptist was coming to introduce somebody and he says that the one I'm about to baptize is bigger than me. The one I'm coming to, he said, there's one that is coming after me. He's, if, if I, I'm not worthy to go down to lace his shoes. He said, I'm not worthy. And yet, I'm the one to introduce him. And yet, I'm the one to baptize him. This is such a big personality. That is the Messiah. The people who really walked with God knew the Messiah was not their level. So, David said, the Lord said to my, sit at my right hand. That was prophesied by David. That tells you how deep David was in the Lord. My right hand, and last week I told you about the right hand. But let's come to that, that scripture. About my right hand, then we can take it out. Just take it a little bit further. And then. So, in, in Psalm 110, 110 verse 1, we see Jesus at the right hand of the Father. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 44, that scripture is also referred, you see, Jesus at the right hand of the Father. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 64, he says that you see the Son of Man coming in the cloud. He says that, Jesus said, it said um, I said to you, hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting, did you see that? Sitting at the right hand of power. So Jesus himself said, you will see me sitting at the right hand of power. I, that's my, where I belong. In Mark, Chapter 14, verse 62, the same text. In Mark, in Mark chapter, I feel like preaching. <laughs> in Mark, chapter 16, verse 19, he left them and went up and sat at the right hand of the Father. He, Jesus' sitting position was the right hand. It's throughout scripture. You can see it in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 33. Acts, chapter 2, verse 34. Acts chapter 5, verse 31. Acts chapter 7, verse 55. Acts chapter 7, verse 56. I feel like preaching. Acts chapter 7. <laughs> Acts chapter 7. He said, look, I see the heavens open. And the Son of Man standing at the right hand. He's at the right hand. And Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20. He went and sat at the right hand of the Father. Jesus sat at the right hand. Of the Father, the Majesty, Hallelujah. In uh, in Hebrews chapter one, verse three, but I like that one. I like that scripture so much. He said that when he had by himself purged our sins, <laughs> not the upholding all things by the word of it. That one, not that one. He says that when he had by himself purged our sins, he came to purge, clean our sins by himself. What? When he has by himself purged our sins, finished purging, went up to heaven. And sat down and crossed his legs. Yeah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. He was not permitted to sit down if he had not finished the job. Sitting meant that he has finished it. He said, when he had by himself purged our sins, went and sat down at the right hand. Yeah. In the verse 13, he says that the same sit at my right hand. Verse 13 said, But to which of the angels did God say, Sit at my right hand? It's only the son who can qualify to sit there. Even angels, no angel Michael, no archangel Michael or archangel Gabriel who came to announce the birth of Jesus. So which of the angels? 
Because the right hand place, it is not a, a, a location. It's not when he said Jesus sat at the right hand, it's not a place he went to sit. Because when Stephen said, I see, I saw heaven open, and Jesus Christ standing at the right hand, that means you must have seen God in order to know that he was on the right. How can you know someone is on somebody's right if you have not seen the one on whose right the person is? So, Stephen didn't see God. He didn't see God because he said, no one can see God. No one has seen God at any time and no one can see God any. No one has seen God at any time. First, first John. No one has seen God. I think first John chapter 4. No, no, not this one. I know John chapter 1 verse 18. First John chapter 4. That one, I like that one. He said, no. <laughs> it's first John. No one has seen God at any time. He said, no one has seen God at any time. So Stephen didn't see God. Stephen, this one was written years after Stephen died. No one has seen God at any time. So when Stephen said, I saw him, I saw I saw, I see the Son of Man. Acts 7.55. I see Bible said, and the heavens was open. And Stephen saw Jesus Christ standing at the right hand of the Father. And then he said, I see the Son of Man. Verse 56. Standing at the right hand. That means you must have seen God. So the right hand is not a position. It's not a position. Because if he's there, then you must see God first. Then on the right hand. And as I told you, in heaven, the throne is only one. The throne is not two. <laughs> it's only one throne. So, who is going to see that? that, that? He said, uh, uh, Revelation chapter 4 verse 2. And the heavens was open. And I saw a throne in heaven. No, I saw thrones. The main throne is one. It, and it's called the throne of the Lamb of God and of the Lamb. Revelation chapter 22. Verse 2 and 3. Verse 1 actually. It said, it's the throne of God. It, whose throne is it? The throne of who? Only God. So it's like the two of them were sitting on the same throne. <laughs> so who is sitting on left, who's left, or who is sitting on who's right? <laughs> because it's only one throne. Hmm. Is it not interesting? <laughs> Let me finish there. I like this scripture so much. In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1. But in fact, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, there's something there. Before we go to the, this is the one. Sat down at the right hand of the majesty. Kadabashakaya. Bible says that our Jesus has, Jesus has passed through the heavens. He has passed, didn't say he's gone in, he said he passed through the heavens. <laughs> Hebrews, he's passed through the heavens. And his Bible says that he's higher than the heavens. All in Hebrews. He's seated in heaven. He's passed through the heavens. And he's higher than the heavens. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 4. Seeing, that, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. <laughs> Jesus, the son of man. He's passed through the heavens. But at the same time, he's seated in heaven. He's in, I think, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 28, 26, uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 9, 26, somewhere there. He says that he's higher than the heavens. Jesus is higher than the heavens. Yeah, verse 27, 20. Such a high, oh! 
He said, such a high priest is fitting for us. It's, it, it, it befits us. It's fitting. Such a high priest was fitting for us. Who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separated from sinner, who has become higher than the heavens. <laughs> Hallelujah! He has become higher than the heavens. He has passed through the heavens. He is higher than the heavens. Such a high priest is fitting. This will be leading me to what he's sitting there doing. Why is he sitting there? In the first place, let me finish the text on his sitting. Because I haven't finished. Okay, I think the next scripture I'm about to quote will actually do more justice to why he's sitting. Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to read the verse 12 and verse 14. So we can come through 12, 13, and 14. But I want us to do what I normally like doing. Allow ourselves to be tempted to go a verse before. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to read it? Let's read it, verse 11. Let's go. Every high priest. What's the usefulness of a high priest? What's the purpose of a high priest according to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1 and 2? Hebrews chapter 8, verse 2 and 3 and 4 and 5. What's the job of a high priest? Hebrews chapter 5. For every high priest is taken from amongst men. Number one, he must be a man. He must be taken from amongst men. Must be appointed. Uh, is taken from amongst men. Is appointed for men in things pertaining to God. That he might offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. Look at the next verse. For he can, he can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray. Since he himself is also subject to weaknesses. That's why Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 makes sense. Verse 15 makes sense. Talking about how he was tempted, our high priest was tempted like us in every way. So that he can sympathize. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17 talks about the, our high priest can sympathize with us because he's been where we are. Therefore, it, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. He had to be made like his brethren that he might be able, he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. You see, he's merciful. Say merciful. merciful. Say merciful. merciful. That's a very important word. Merciful. He, he had to be like human beings so that he, had, he would be merciful. Mercy is when you deserve judgment and you need to be punished and then somebody says, oh, you know what, I can understand. Okay. It's interceding that your punishment doesn't come. So one of the job of a high priest is to, is to offer sacrifices to God and also to appease God on the behalf of people. Priest, a priest's job is to go to God on the behalf of the people. A prophet's job is to go to the people on the behalf of God. So a priest is supposed to be going towards God. And then offer sacrifices, particularly for sins. So then if Jesus is a, a, a priest, he must also have something to offer. Oh, that's it. He must have a priest without anything to offer is underperforming. Or is, 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 you are a failing priest or you are not qualified. It's not a priest. Yes, it's not a priest. The same way, a church service without offering. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
You, you can't come to church without having anything to offer. My pastor, I don't have any money. Did I mention money? <laughs> How can you appear before God if there's nothing to offer? That's why we start the service with prayer and then praise and worship. Then you begin to give offering, praise and worship. And then when it's time for offering, then you can also validate your praise and worship with your money based on how much God has blessed you. Oh, money, money, money. You see? A priest must have something to offer and a worshiper must have something to offer. So the high priest appears and Jesus now is also a high priest. So he says that verse 11, actually, uh, sorry, uh, Hebrews 10, 11. Every priest stands ministering. How often? What do they do? No, watch, watch it. Every priest does what? I can't hear. Every priest does what? Every priest does what? Sometimes after church, especially evening services like this, I'm tired. And one of the things that my wife surprises me about is sometimes it's been a heavy day, tiring day. But when we go home, he, he, she wants to fix something for me to eat. Oh, such a wonderful wife. <laughs> she has to fix something for me to eat. And sometimes I feel guilty. She asks, oh, what, what should I do for you? I can't say it. I can't say go and do this when we are all tired. I feel guilty. But she said, oh, no, I will do it. Then she will go to the kitchen. And Bishop, sometimes I will go and stand here just to be able to, because I feel guilty. <laughs> now I have to, but sometimes I said, I want to sit down. <laughs> so I leave her and go and sit down. And I sit down with heavy boys. <laughs> I sit down with heaviness. God, I've left her. It's not fair. It's not nice. That, that's, I'm a good husband. Yeah. I think about my wife. Okay. I didn't say this to a solicit club, but. But why am I telling you this? And I go to the kitchen and I leave her and come and sit down. And she'll stand on her feet because she's cooking, she's doing, doing I eat fish. Which I like, and then put in the oven, and then everything. When she finished, then she comes to sit down. Why are you sitting? I'm done. When you haven't finished, you are not permitted to sit down. You haven't finished your exam, and you are sitting down watching TV. <laughs> every high priest, every high priest stands, stands ministering daily. Offering repeatedly. Same sacrifice because the sacrifice is not working. So every time you have to go and stand, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it because they can't finish. Because the problem was not their job. The problem was with the sacrifice. The sacrifice could not take away sins. The sacrifice was not potent enough. It just does something little. But you have to keep, 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 keep doing it. You have to keep, keep doing it. You know, when your battery is really, phone battery is really dead, you know, nowadays there are wireless chargers. But my phone is very old. So when I was traveling on the plane, I forgot my, I couldn't find my, I think it's in the main luggage, my charger. So but I found there. But this thing doesn't stick. But me too, sometimes you want to use the phone, but the battery is dying, so then you have to keep the phone on, and when you have a call, not on the plane, but when you have a call, you can't take it, because you take it, the battery is dying. 
So you have to keep on it and then, hello, hello, hello. Because if you take it, if you disconnect it, the battery will die. And you needed the battery to be on or you needed power to continue. So this priest, it was doing the job, but if they take it off, it's off. So they had to constantly keep standing and keep doing it and keep doing it year on, year out. That's the ironic priesthood. Watch this. So every priest stands repeatedly, which, uh, same sacrifice which never take away sins. But look at the next one. But this man. If I, were, if I were you, I would really shout hallelujah. He said, but this man. He didn't say this God, though. This man, Jesus. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever. Hallelujah! After he has offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down! He sat down! He sat down! He sat down! Oh, he has finished his kitchen job. He sat down at the right time. Saddam. Why was he sitting? Because he's done his job. He's finished. He's finished. He's Saddam. He's Saddam. He's Saddam. The others couldn't sit because they couldn't get a job done. He did it and he's Saddam. He finished. Look at the next verse in verse 14. For this, for this, uh, 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 from this time, waiting till his enemies, be, you remember this, sit at my right hand. So your enemies be very afraid. Because you have finished the job. Now see, let me deal with your enemies. But I like the verse 14 more. One sacrifice. Look at verse 14. Verse 14 says, for by one offering. Hey! He showed up and he said, high priest has done it. High priest has done it. So many high priests. High priest after high priest. High priest after high priest. High priest. The Jesus comes by one sacrifice. Just finish it. For by one offering, he has perfected forever. Shout hallelujah. How many offerings? One. How many offerings? How many offerings? Bible said he offered himself once and for all. Can you imagine? Hebrews chapter 9 verse 26. He offered himself once and for all. He offered himself one. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 26 and then 27, 28 and 29. He offered himself once and He then would have had to suffer offering time for the foundation. But now once at the end of the ages he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. For it's appointed unto man once to die and after death judgment. The verse 28. Look at verse 28. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. Once. That's, that's why when he finished, so Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, does it make sense? When he by himself had purged our sins, he now went and sat down at the throne of majesty and crossed his leg. Crossed his leg doing what? Now he's in session. Ruling. Reigning. That's why we pray. That's why we bind devils. That's why we demand. That's why we say, I shall not die, but live to declare. Do you know what? Do you know what? Let me give you this trick. Because my time has one minute. Do you know why? Once he sat there because he was crowned with majesty and glory. That's why he seated. 
Number two, why did he sit down? Because he sat there because he's now ruling and reigning. He's the ruling one. He's the reigning one. But number three, according to Hebrews chapter 7, verse 24 and 25, particularly 25, but I always get tempted to go back a bit and shoot forward. So I hope it doesn't make, you don't mind. Verse 24 says that, but he, because he continues forever, he has an unchanging priest, changeable priest. He doesn't need shifts. No, he doesn't run shifts. No one swaps with him. Prime Minister Boris Johnson, few months or few years, he'll be gone. Somebody else will come. And the person who will come will be gone very soon. But somebody will come. It's like that because you, death prevented them from continuing. But Jesus Christ, because he abides forever, he says that he, because he continues forever, he has an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, Bible says, because he has an unchangeable priesthood, he is also able. Ah, ah, wherefore, therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make. Someone is speaking on your behalf. Romans, last scripture, Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Romans chapter 8. When many years ago I saw this scripture, it blessed me so much. Who is he that condemns? Is it Christ who died? And furthermore, is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who makes, uh, so what is he sitting at the right hand doing? It is said over there. So one of the reasons why he's seated, he's sitting there, number one, is his crown with glory and honor. Number two, he's sitting there to reign as the ruling one. But number three, he's sitting there because of us. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father to intercede for us, to speak on your behalf. There is somebody speaking for you before the throne of grace. That is why he said, let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Why? Because there's somebody seated at the throne of majesty. He said, if there's someone who should condemn you, it's the perfect one who should condemn. Jesus is the one who deserves to condemn anyone. But I said, instead of condemning, he's rather interceding for us. Is there, who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who died? And furthermore is risen? Who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us? He's interceding for us. That's why he's there. He's not just reigning, but he's speaking for you. Bible says that you've come to the blood of sprinkling. That speaks better things. It's not, sir, it's not the blood that spoke. Mm. Speaks. Right. Present is always speaking better things. There's the blood speaking. Speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Did you receive something? Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.